welcome to the Uncommon Marriage Podcast. My name is Carrie, and I'm here with my husband, Nathan. Hey, babe. We are totally sitting around our dinner table. Our kids are in bed, and we love to just hang out at our table and chat with people. So pull up a chair and join us here as we just talk about life. Today, we're going to be talking about the concept of honor. And Nathan does an amazing job of honoring others, honoring me, honoring the people that he works with, even the people who are difficult, right? One of his favorite verses is Philippians 2, 3, and 4. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in all things consider others better than yourself. What's that mean to you? Oh, gosh. You haven't prepped me for this. I have I no know. notes or anything. Um Oh gosh. Well, let's let's talk about do nothing out of self, selfish ambition or vain conceit. That word nothing is pretty pretty tough to read sometimes because it really does mean nothing. So it means well in all situations. So don't do anything out of, out of selfish ambition to make myself better or vain conceit uh, because I am the center of the universe. So don't consider yourself the center of the universe. Know that there are people who <laughs> are. are I don't know. God's the center of the universe. I'm not. I'm not God. But in all things, consider others better than yourself. So, I don't know. Consider others better than myself. I mean, within marriage, I think that's the probably the easiest one to talk about is that you come first. And that doesn't mean I concede to every desire you have, because some of those are not the right direction for our family, but to put you first to think about you first, to consider you first, to make sure that in every situation, if I don't want to get up and do my dishes, that I'm going to leave them for you. And that's not a kind thing to do. So to get up and do them anyway, to make the bed in the morning, because if I don't do it, you'll do it. And I'm going to consider you better than me. So I'm going to do the bed, whatever that is, put you first to serve you. You've always been so good at that. I remember when we were newly married, learning about how the how to do life together. We would be laying in the bed at night, and I would remember, oh, shoot, the trash is supposed to go out to the street tonight. And that's all you had to say. I remember, I remember, every time you would say that, you would say, oh, the trash has to go out. And I would say, I'll be back. And you would say, oh, you're so sweet, or whatever you said. I don't remember. Yes. <laughs> And you have always been that way to serve me above and beyond without, well, I won't say with always without asking, but often without my asking, just looking for ways to serve me, looking for ways to, to help me, to show me that, that you see me and that you want me to know that you value me. Well, you're valuable. I mean, and I hope that every guy listen to this, especially if you have a wife that you do value her. I mean, you think about what you do with things that are valuable. You you either put them on display, but you clean them, you make sure that they are properly cared for, you protect them, you lock them away, you make sure that no one can steal them, and you think about them and you put a lot of care into them. And at least, I mean, practically speaking, if you put a lot of care into something, it means you put a lot of attention into it and you put it first especially with a person. I mean, let's be honest, you are God's daughter and God has entrusted you to my call it care, I guess, but 
to be one flesh with me for however many years I get with you. That's kind of a big deal. You don't take that and just sweep it under the couch. You take it and you put it where everyone can see it and you dust it off and you make sure it's always properly cared for all the time. You know, one of the ways that I know that you honor me is as far back as I can remember. If you've listened to some previous episodes, you know that we started dating in high school and then we were a long distance relationship in college and then we got married really young, right out of college. And I would come and visit you at at school and these guys that I really didn't even know would always have nice things to say about me and how you were always talking about me. And fast forward a few years and you're at work all day and I'm at work all day or I'm with the kids and some work Christmas party or whatever would come up and I would meet your colleagues and they would always have such wonderful things to say to me about how highly you spoke of me all the time. And that just speaks volumes to me that you're not just saying these things to my face, but it's it's who you are all the time. And that's you speak highly of me to others. And that means the world. Thanks. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to tell you. So men take note, you know, your, your wife is listening. She's watching. How do you speak about her when she's not around? You know, when you're hanging out with your guy friends, what do you say about her? Is it something that you would say to her face? Women, you too. Do you get around your girlfriends and complain about him and make fun of him? You know, unfortunately, I've been around women who do that. And it breaks my heart that, you know, this is the man that God has given you to lead you and to guide you. And that position deserves respect. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, while you're talking, I'm sitting here thinking about if somebody was talking bad about my kids. And, uh, I mean, I go back to that, and I and I do think about it often, is that you are, you're God's kid. I mean, just like I am, right? But, but if I, if I, if someone were to mistreat my daughter and then come to me and want to talk to me or ask me for something or want to spend time with me, <laughs> they would really have to address the fact that they have mistreated my daughter first. And, uh, I mean, God's a father and he's a righteous father more so probably than I am. And he understands sin more so than I do. And I mean, I I really think that at some point God's going to hold me accountable to the way I treated his daughter. And that's kind of a big deal is that he has basically entrusted you to me, uh, to care for you the same way that that he would. And I, I wouldn't speak bad about my kids to other people. And if anybody were to come to me and, or if I were to hear them talking bad about my kids, they are immediately on my blacklist. Like they really need to repent (laughs) from that before we're going to have a relationship. They're not perfect. Yeah, they're not perfect, but let's, let's just be honest. I mean, I can blame my imperfection on treating you like crap, or I can just go ahead and own up to it and treat you like the way I should. And too many people blame their imperfection on the way they treat people like crap. And that is a really, really horrible excuse because I do have a choice and I take that choice very seriously. And that doesn't make me great or perfect or anything like that. But every single person listening to this has a choice and you are choosing right now, whether you treat that person well or not, and you will be held accountable to it. 
And excuses don't matter at that moment. And, and that verse in Philippians is that it doesn't matter how you treat me. It doesn't say if the other person treats you well, then then do nothing out of self, selfish ambition or vain conceit. And then to treat them better than you if they're being nice or if they're treating you well or if they're honoring you. No, it just says do it. So you just do it. What's that verse about how husbands will give an account for their wives? Do you know where it is? I can find it. (laughs) All right. Enter Google. Do, 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 do. (laughs) But, okay, here's another way that I know that Nathan honors me. He made a decision many, many moons ago, I guess probably before we even got married, to never be alone with a computer. It's that simple. I know all of his passwords. I know I have access to his email and all of his things. And he made a decision that that is a boundary that he is going to put into place. And he's going to um, live by as a matter of respect for me and protection over our marriage. And to my knowledge, he has lived up to that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah. I don't need, I don't even have a computer. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't own a computer. No. And the children have taken over your iPad. So <laughs> you're down to your work email at this point. Yeah. Okay. okay. So that verse you were talking about, 1 Peter 3, um, 7. It says, In the same way, your husbands, you husbands must give honor to your wives. Treat your wife with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you are, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Treat her as you should, so your prayers will not be hindered. And that is a big deal to think about at the very end of what um, Peter says here, so that your prayers will not be hindered. And the idea is that your prayers will fall on deaf ears. In other words, you had better treat treat her as you should, so that God will actually hear your prayers. And to me, that's a big deal. And it's just what I said earlier. You treat my kid bad, like, don't come up to me and tell me you want something for me. Um, You know, if one of my neighbors were to like, I don't know, yell at my kid and curse my kid out or whatever, I don't know, and then come say, hey, can I borrow a drill? Are you kidding me? I mean, really, you want to come up to me and ask me for something after you treated one of my kids bad? And so I think it's that way. Any husband or any man who wants to be a husband one day that woman that you're entrusted with is God's kid. And don't go asking him for anything until you have treated her the way that she needs to be treated. And I have a feeling that a lot of men are going to be um, very surprised one day about the prayers they prayed that were hindered. Because I know a lot of men who, who do not treat, and it's not even like treat them to their face. Like you said, it, it's a matter of like even the way you talk about them. Because the way you talk about your wife or your girlfriend or whoever it is, behind her back or to other people, I mean, that is how you're treating them. Because it's, it, it's not a matter of how you treat them to their face. But how I treat you has to do with how I treat you at work or no matter where I am. It's a big deal. I don't want my prayers hindered. I don't want your prayers hindered either. No. Okay, so also on this concept of honor, and you're leading into it, is the power of the tongue and the power of our words. And our words have the power of life and death. And anybody who has been married longer than, I don't know, three days knows the power that their words have. 
right? <laughs> right? You can get in a mood, you can get caught off guard, and just something can come flying out of your mouth. And you know, that was the wrong thing to say. It either hurt or that stung or it cut. And hopefully you'd like to take it back. I will say there's been times that, you know, your pride wells up and you're like, yeah, whatever, take it. But that's horrible (laughs) perspective. Just being totally transparent here, folks. I did have this one season when I was pregnant with one of my kids that I said some ugly things and I totally blame it on the hormones, but they weren't that bad, but yes, they were much worse than normal. (laughs) (laughs) But so our words, our words are huge. And you know what? One of my favorite things for Nathan's 30th birthday, Pinterest had just come out and it was just a thing. And I saw this little craft of uh, a deck of playing cards. And this woman had written uh, on each playing card uh, a reason that I love you. And so on the front, it was called like 52 reasons why I love you. And so I got all crafty while my babies were napping. And, um, and I put this together for his 30th birthday. And I clipped them together on a, a little flip ring thing. And do you know that that has stuck with us for 10 years? And it's one of my favorite things. And it stays in our bathroom and we'll pass it back and forth every couple of days and flip it to one thing and put it on the other person's bathroom sink. And just right there, the power of your words, the power of honor goes so far. Just something little like that um, has been huge for us. Yeah, I was um, looking this up while you were talking. So in uh, James chapter 3, verse 5, it says, In the same way the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches, but a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. And among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, for it is set on fire by hell itself. And you're right. You know, the, the, one of the things about, about our words is that, you know, once they come out, you can't take them back. And uh, there are a lot of people that have been hurt by the words that have been said to them. I mean, I, I remember many, many years ago, a family member said one sentence that has, that, that honestly at the, at the time crushed me. And to this day, when I, when I think about that person, unfortunately, that's one of the things that I think about. It doesn't mean that I think ill of them, but it's one of those things that has just stuck with me for, I don't know, I mean, 30 years now. And uh, I don't even think he meant anything by it. But our words have a lot of power. I mean, God spoke the world into existence. And being made in God's image means that we, we have a lot of power with our words. Uh, anybody who's ever been hurt by words understands that. Anybody who's ever been spoken ill by a teacher or a parent or a grandparent, aunt, uncle, um, spouse, even a, a son or a daughter, you know, one of your kids when they get older said something that crushes you, you know what kind of power those words have. And yeah, and I think that knowing how much power they have, potentially by how much we've been hurt by others, um, means that we should be very, very careful about what comes out of our mouth. You know, Scripture also says to take every thought captive. So to take that thought captive, a lot of us think things 
Uh, and like we tell our kids a lot of times, it's okay to think that, but it's not okay to speak it all the time, right? You might uh, think a certain way about what your brother or sister said, but don't tell them they're annoying. Maybe, maybe think they're annoying, but then take that thought captive and then speak life. Because when we speak death out of our mouth, it brings death. And that's, that's, there's just no place for that. There's really no place for that kind of talk. Especially like with us, babe. I mean, I, I can't take back things I say to you, and I would never want to crush you. And you would never want to crush me. Even those things you said when you were pregnant with Jackson, it <laughs> they weren't as bad as you say they are. <laughs> she says they're bad, but she would just tell me, like, <laughs> I remember... <laughs> Was it that one day you, when you come home? Oh, no, I came home from work and you were at home pregnant. I had been counting the hours until he would come home. I had, I had one two-year-old and I was huge pregnant with my second kid. I was counting the hours until he would come home and help me. And then he walks in the door <laughs> and he starts talking to and me. And I just say like three words and she says, The sound of your voice is grating on my nerves. If you could just stop talking, that would be great. It was amazing. <laughs> and then she looks at me like, I can't believe I said that. And then later on, she cries and apologizes and all that stuff. But <laughs> Okay, yeah. people who are pregnant, I, you hang in there. But grace, hate. But for husbands <laughs> that have pregnant wives, have grace for her because her hormones are like a tornado. Okay, so hormones aside. Yes, we need to be careful with our words. Yes, we need to be... Um, choose our words carefully. But at the same time, we need to go on the offense with our words, Mm -hmm. right? Building each other up, calling each other up to the Lord, pointing each other to your calling. Who did God create you to be? Encourage you, um, spur you on, right? Use your words, not just to not cut down, but use your words to build up, be intentional about it, right? Yeah, and I and I think that's really important. I mean, some of the greatest things that <clears throat> that you could ever say to me are the things that build me up. Um, I remember, you know, anything something great happens at work or whatever, <clears throat> you're usually very encouraging, and that means more to me than anything anybody could ever say. And honestly, building me up like that means, I mean, I don't know. It's there's a confidence inside of me when you say things like that to me that there's. There are no words that can explain the amount of confidence I have when you say things like that. All I'd say, if you were to just tell me you're proud of me, that like that's all you have to say. There's so much life in that. I'm so proud of you. Oh, see, there you go. So much life. <laughs> so Romans chapter 12, verse 10 says, Outdo one another in showing honor. So I want to leave that as a challenge. Think about your spouse. What can you do to show honor? Is it some way that you can serve them? Is something you can do to help? Something you can say to encourage them or to uh, point them to the calling that God has on them? What can you do to show honor? Ladies, a huge thing that you can do is to speak highly of your husband in front of others. To let them know how much you respect your husband, how proud you are of who he is, not just what he's accomplished, those things are great, but even deeper than that of who he is, the integrity that he has, the character that he has, uh, the way that he loves you and serves you with your family and leads your family. Say those things out loud in front of 
him and in front of others, let people know how much you appreciate him and how much you value him. That will honor him. And it will come back around full circle because that's how God created marriage to work is outdo one another in showing honor. So that's your challenge is uh, be praying about and be thinking and be looking. What can you do to honor your spouse in the coming days? Even when you don't feel like it, because you don't always feel like that. And so don't let your feelings guide your actions and what you know you should do. But let your choices and what you know is right lead the way that you live your life and the way that you love your spouse. The words you say and what you do. God, we thank you. I mean, God, I'm just so grateful. I'm so grateful that you have given me a woman like Carrie. And God, I just pray that every man out there that's listening, God, he would, God, he would see his wife the way that you do. God, he would see the responsibility he has to love her and to honor her the way that you do. And that God, you know, he would just decide that he's going to do that. God, I ask that any man listening to this right now or any woman listening to this right now would would truly be sorry and would repent. They would turn from the way that they have been acting, the way that they've been thinking, the actions they've had. God, the way that they've been speaking about their spouse, no matter what it is, and that they would truly turn from that, and they would decide, you know, today is a day that I'm not going to do that anymore. And that, God, we would make that choice every day. That, God, we would honor each other the way that you have actually chosen to honor us, which we do not deserve. And whether our spouses or friends or whoever it is, um, they may not deserve that honor, but, God, you have you've shown us such, such honor. And that, God, we deserve nothing from you. And we're going to take that, and we're going to love people the same way that you love us. And so, God, I thank you again for this time that you've given us. God, I thank you for Carrie and I. God, I thank you that you have that you have changed us in ways that I can, I mean, I don't even know how to verbalize it sometimes, but the way that you've changed us, the way that we can look at each other and just read each other's minds, and even the way that, God, that Carrie honors me just with a hug or a touch or whatever it is. And, that God, you would be able to take that. You'd take our words and you would multiply them. And, God, you would um, just use them in whatever the way that is, so that anyone that's listening would hear them, and God, that you would use them in a powerful and a mighty way, because only you can do that. Thank you for this time that we've had. Thank you for our marriage, and thank you for everyone that's listening that is married. God, would you take this and bless them, and help it to transform them to be more like you. God, we love you, and we praise you, and we give this all to you in Jesus' name. Amen.